This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. And remember, in the locker room is where Steelers Nation comes together. All right, Max, we got to take a look at some of these games coming up, my friend. We got the, the Raiders at the Bengals on Saturday. You got the Patriots at the Bills. Uh, that's the evening game on Saturday. Uh, tell, what do you what do you think in these two games? I'm I'm kind of like leaning for the home guys on both of these venues. I think both of them have that that distinct possibility of doing well. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm feeling good about the home teams on this one. I think, you know. Looking at that first game to kick off Super Wild Card Weekend. Super, right. super, super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> you sound like one of those guys. Saturday, spa- Saturday, Saturday. Spatula City, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all spatulas, all the time. Exactly. You need a flip? Get a spatula at <laughs> Spatula City. <laughs> um, you know, when I look, yeah, and the first game up, obviously that Bengals game. That, that Bengals game, I think, is going to be a very good precursor for the weekend. But I, I, I do think the Bengals really have something. I, I think I love where um, Joe Burrow is um, and where the Bengals are. I think they're a team that's so hot and young and, you know, they're just riding the lightning right now. Right. And, and, and I don't know if you could come off the emotions of what you, we saw Sunday night. Oh, I know. I mean, think about you the know. Raiders trying to pull this together based on what yeah. they just did. Yeah, the, the mentally, I I don't know what they have left because once again, you had that game in tow. You 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 could have let me go to sleep before midnight. Yes, Sunday night. I was hoping because to. I I had a I had a five a.m. flight. I had a five a.m. <laughs> flight, Wolf. And I'm like, hey, this game's going to be done in regulation. We're going to be good. Who and ties you, at 32-32? Come on. Of all the numbers to tie, if we had Super Bowl squares, I would be happy if I had the twos, right? <laughs> yep. But who asks this? Oh, man, I can't wait to get two on my Super Bowl square. Nobody, because it's not supposed to happen. So I was like, oh, my God, we have an odd number. We have a 15-point game. Guess what, guys? We're not going to get a tie. And then the Raiders happened. Now, here's the thing. It almost ended in a tie in overtime because both teams kick a field goal, right? Uh, no, wait a second. Did I mess that up? No, yes, no, no. No, no. They bo- no, they both no, kick no, no. a field goal to tie it up and then next right. score one. Yes, yeah. okay. Make sure. There's so many games in my head right now. Um, not to mention but- a lack of sleep. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Uh, deprivation is uh, at least a delirium. But, you know, then you then you go all of the time. You run the – thank you, Brendan Staley, for calling that timeout at 38 seconds, by the way. I just want to say genius. I appreciate you. Right. Um, because I think the Raiders at that point were actually ready to run the clock two down to zero if you don't call that – if you don't call that. And – because they called that timeout, and then the Raiders did said, you know what, we could go out and win this because obviously they don't want a tie. They don't want a friendly handshake. <laughs> and I appreciated that because that kept us in the playoffs. And then Derek Carr did what Derek Carr does, and Carlson did what Carlson does, and he put he put the he put the he put 
the 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 oblong ball made of pigskin through the giant Y, because it's not an H anymore. That was for, that was my Prince Akeem impression from Coming to America. You know, not um, bad. Okay, not, not quite, not, not as good as some of your strong, not as strong as some of your other uh, ones. But yeah, you know, not not as strong good. as a. I'm a little congested, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> I did not take my allergy pill this morning. Anyways, uh, but that that that's one of the things where you're just like, oh my gosh. So I don't know if the Raiders have enough to bring that emotion to Cincinnati. I don't know if they can package that. At home, you can manufacture it, right? You got the crowd there. You have the emotion of of a, of a division rival, a team, and it's win and you are in. Um, now that you're here, you've got to go on the road to a team that's sitting at home. It's an outdoor environment. Vegas is not exactly the land of temperatures right? Uh, because you're in a climate-controlled stadium. I don't know how well they do in Cincinnati's elements. And I don't know if it travels. Their defense played well enough, but they also gave up some humongous plays down the stretch. I mean, you let a team convert six of seven fourth downs. That that's that's ridiculous. And I don't think you can do that with the Cincinnati Bengals and expect a victory. Um, so that's one. Then we look at New England Buffalo, the true rubber match, right? Oh yeah, three times the charm type of match. You've split in the regular season. Um, I just look at it. I don't know if the Patriots have enough firepower if Buffalo's on their P's and Q's because they found a run game, right? They found a run game with Devin Singletary, and they're more balanced. When you have to be dependent upon Josh Allen, um, that's when that's when you have a 50-50 crapshoot, right? Because if he has to throw the ball 40, 50 times, then, yes, you've now shifted it back in your favor. And I know New England went in there and only threw the ball two times because they absolutely ran roughshod over Buffalo. But Buffalo's seen that. But they had and, to, too, because of the weather conditions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the yeah, thing about exactly. it. You're in Buffalo, and Buffalo is going to have to – you know, they're, they're, they're used to this. They understand the weather stuff and how it, it can mitigate what you're intending to do offensively. So – being in that stadium, like I said, where I've seen kicks go straight up in the air once they hit the line of scrimmage, the punters, I, back in the day, you know, I've seen – I watched one time, uh, was it last year or the year before, they were in Buffalo, and a, and a plastic bag went across the field during a timeout. It was blowing across the field. It hit the 50-yard line and shot straight up in the air like a rocket to, to, yeah. to out of sight. I've never seen it. I mean, it's crazy. But the wind conditions, yeah. yeah, they do. And if they don't have a Singletary, if they don't have that running game going, you know, it's going to be problematic because Belichick's already shown that we can run the ball. You know, we can do it without passing the ball. So it's an interesting contest to me, and I wonder how much the weather will play a factor in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure the weatherman, I'm sure the weatherman there is getting a lot of pressure to, uh, <laughs> to predict Saturday's weather ahead of time. Uh for, for for journalistic integrity and also for sports betting odds. Right. Um, <laughs> for for so those who are of the num- numerology <laughs> influence, yes, right? Those, those those of the uh, proclivities of 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 the numerals, <laughs> uh, they want to know. Um, but but yeah, so that's another interesting one where it could be a very low scoring, very uninspired game. Um, on, on Saturday, but yeah, I, I give both teams uh, the home home field advantage. You know, you you know what your weather is better than right. the team coming in to visit you. All right, so I got I picked the Bengals and picked the Bills to win. You got the Eagles at Bucks one o'clock a Sunday on Fox. 
And I, you know, you got to, I'm, you got to go with Brady, and you got to go with, uh, you know, the, the reigning BA. world champions. Yeah, BA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, at home. At home in Tampa, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, no. Uh, Eagles, great job this year to pull it together. Right. Jalen Hurts, love you, Devontae Smith. You're great. You're awesome. You guys did it. Uh, the buck stops there. <laughs> oh, you saw what I did there. You yeah, what I, did I, there. I like it. Uh, Very nice. You yeah, know, yeah, there it is. Even even <laughs> when it's early in the morning where you're at, you're at the top of your game. Absolutely. Yeah, synapses are firing in some direction. I'm not sure if they're hitting where they're supposed to, but they're firing. That's all we know, Wolf. <laughs> That's all we know. All right, we got, uh, we got the 49ers at the Cowboys in the afternoon game on CBS on Sunday afternoon. I don't know. I've not seen enough of the 49ers to try to figure this one out. So, again, I'm going back to uh, the home field advantage, sticking to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've seen enough of the 49ers out here uh, being an NFC West country. Uh, you got three teams from the NFC West that made it into the playoffs. That's all we need to say. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the NFC West is still – the tops um, in the in the in all of NFL divisions. Uh, it's just one of those. It's so tight. It's so tough. And San Francisco's figured out a way uh, with Jimmy G and that run game uh, to really give people problems. And you know, I look at that overtime victory, and I I can't put it past San Francisco to pull an upset. No, you can't. Uh, but if you got to make Dallas, a call, where do you go, where you fall on that? You know, I, I'm 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 going to be that's my that's my first away upset. I'm going to go San Fran. Okay, I'm going to go San Fran on that because I because their defense is still menacing, and I think they can apply pressure. Dallas is sputtering a little bit offensively. It's they haven't you know Zeke also has that rib injury, so you relied True. a lot on Tony Pollard uh, last game, and I'm not sure if I'm completely sold that the offense is where it needs to be. And Trevon Diggs, for as great as he is is also as bad as he is at defensive back. A guy who does lead the league in interceptions also leads the league in getting torched. Uh, <laughs> he gives up the big play as much as he makes the big play. So that he, he, he's, he's had 1,000 yards worth of receptions on him. Isn't that amazing? Uh, you could have season. a guy. I mean, you, you can have – that's what you call jam on toast. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, that's the only that thing I can say. Jam on toast yeah. and that guy. Yeah, a little bit of butter as well. So it makes it extra creamy. Uh, but, yeah, so that so that's where I'm just uh, – I'm not so, sold. I think I think that's the first away game upset we see is San Francisco against Dallas. All right, so then the last one is the Monday night game. The Cardinals at the L.A. Rams. And, see, that's where I was going with the first – away upset i thought maybe just maybe kyler murray just pulls this thing together you mean of the others because we have to do well exactly home game upset. that's the most yes yeah there's no, yes. no so question that's about your it. second one that's, that's your the second, second one. one yes okay okay thank there you we for go. correcting okay. me thank you thank for journalistic integrity for the sake of journalistic integrity yes 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 uh i think this is also another one so i think i think we get a split three and three uh, of away game upsets, and what's the common denominator on two of the three upsets? They're both in the NFC West. Yes, I would have come I to that conclusion at some point in time, but it was not registering right away. That's okay. My synapses—I told you—they're firing somewhere. <laughs> so 
I was going to go ahead and head you off at the pass. Well, you did a you fine a job there. of that, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I think for the home game favorites, the, the Buccaneers, Bengals, Bills. Ooh. Upsets, San Francisco at Dallas, Steelers at Chiefs, and Cardinals at Rams. All right. Final answer. Final answer. Fine. Well, hey, the three home field advantages, what's the common denominator? Uh, bad weather and world championships. No, B. Bengals, Bills, Bucks. <laughs> bad Bucks. Come on, man. That was a layup. The killer bees. The killer bees. <laughs> exactly so. Exactly so. Look, I, I look at all this. And this is, I love the, the super-duper wild card, wild card weekend. You know what I mean? To me, now the problem is you and I are going to be traveling, I think, on Saturday. So we're going to miss uh, a good portion yeah. of, of some of the stuff. So that's unfortunate. But looking forward, again, going back to Arrowhead, Arrowhead uh, that's the evening kickoff, what, 8-15? It'll be there. 8-15, Sunday night football. Sunday night Collinsworth. football. Absolutely. Collinsworth will be in the building. So. You know, and I go back to as we were originally talking with labs and everything else, you know, that first series – if uh, if 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 you got a Kella Willerspoon comes up with that interception, that's not waylaid by somebody jumping off sides. We don't need to name names, <laughs> but no, we're not going to name it. That that can alter things. Things can change. You know, one play can tip the cart another way. And before you know it, that cascade of good emotions, good feelings, it starts running the other way. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, instead of being down, maybe you're up. We'll see. All right, we're going to go to break. So, the Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, and we'll be back with your phone calls, 412-919-1316. Back with more after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. The Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. And you are in the locker room where Steelers Nation comes together. And it's all about the Steelers Nation coming out, supporting your team, supporting it long and strong, and we are getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs, the KC Chiefs, going back to Arrowhead. And I really like the scenario in the sense of this. The Steelers uh, had the opportunity to go back and revisit where they've already been 
You've had that experience of playing in a loud stadium and a raucous stadium and a stadium that likes to point out that the highest decibel levels ever achieved in a stadium was is supposedly a Guinness record of 142.2 decibels, which is probably equivalent to I think sitting around where sitting by a jet on the airport when the jet takes off, the decibel level at Arrowhead Stadium is so high. And uh, what I was just talking about, Max, was. You know, the fact that it's probably equivalent to around a, a jet taking off, that's how loud it is. So, uh, having played there, you've played there, right? That's yes, one of the stadiums you've I played have. in. I mean, you played long uh-huh. enough you had to play everywhere at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you think about everywhere it. Everywhere but Seattle. Everywhere yeah. but Seattle. Okay. Wolf. Yeah, well. That's that's my only disappointment, my only regret. And, they, and the year after I left was the year we went to Seattle, played in Thanksgiving. No. And... We went to Europe. Oh, you went to all in that same year. Europe. Well, I was like, really, the only things that I did not accomplish in my career. I was like, all of them literally. The only thing the that was good year. about going to Seattle was the sushi. There was great. You yeah, know? I would say the Seattle fish market, dude. Yeah, the, those fishmongers. Oh my god, that that is. Now I've been to Seattle and I've had their food. Right. I've just never played in the stadium. Yeah, that's okay. Bad. Th- I used. I played in the Kingdom before they. You know, they blew that one yeah. up. Yeah. And bad things seemed to happen to me out there. I don't know what it was. It was just always there was one screw up that would stand out in the game. You know, you, you're out on a on a mile, what you call mile, we call it slide protection. And yeah. so for some reason, you just have a a, a brain, uh, you know, a brain fart, and you you forget that you're not picking up the outside linebacker. You think the back is, oops, <laughs> oops. <laughs> You know, blindside hit, hit on the quarterback. The ball says, what are you doing? I don't know, but I'm digging in the pile now to recover that ball. And I will tell yeah, you this. Yeah. Ted Peterson <laughs> went groundhog. And when I got to the bottom of the pile, because I was, you know, I was grabbing face masks and, you know, turning the head and everything else, grabbing guys by the neck roll, pulling them off. I got to Teddy Peterson at the bottom of the pile, and I just hugged him. You know, guys were punching me in the back. I didn't care. I had, I was hanging on to Teddy. I'm going, Teddy, I got you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He recovered the ball. <laughs> oh, nobody goes after the uh, ball harder than the one who screwed things up to, to make it start, the fiasco start. Absolutely, and that's why Molly duels were always important. I mean, for <sighs> us, you know, and, and that's why I always had to communicate either whether, you know, it was Kendall uh, when I was a right tackle or it was uh, Chris Kiwiatu for majority when I when I was at guard uh, when I was at left tackle and uh, so I had so I had at Juice Chris Kiwiatu Trey Willie <laughs> yeah I was right. like hey guys hey hey are you on the duel or am I on the duel <laughs> I was like this guy slants just take him and I'll slide out because it's easier because right. you know because Chris would get out there but then Chris 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 would Chris would get a little lost. Right, that's a lot of room. You know, it's a lot of space for a tackle. Pass protection is like fighting in a parking lot. All right, there's a lot of room to move. A guard, it's close quarter combat. You know, I mean, you you got your boxed in. There's parameters by which you basically there's a phone booth there that you fight in. That 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 parking lot, that's a lot of big space. And that's why you know I was always big on we because you know we made our own code words. For sugar, just get right. off the ball, let them play. Right. So if that four technique slants inside, boom, you got him. I'll bump out to the backer, right? Right. You know, instead of you know me worrying about a slant, trying to short set on a tight four, 
and then I'm carried down. Now he's sliding out. Now we create this weird wedge way mm-hmm. where you're kind of going out. And I was like, dude, let's just set off the ball and let it clear out. And I'll keep an inside hand, but my eyes will stay outside and we'll kind of see in middle that backer that could po- possibly s- stunt. And I was like, that, so, so we, tried to, we tried to work that out to eliminate the molly dueling because it was so much space if that outside backer was all, coming out the slot. Remember in 05 at Indy when you guys torched yeah. the Colts because they kept mollying. And, and yes. the, the Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel, they just absolutely crushed the molly because they would rush inside and create all kinds of havoc. Uh, because it yeah. when you when you duel molly like that, to me that's that's insane because you're you're taking your your guards in, in the very inside interior of your line, you're leaving your center with way too much room. To have to yeah. operate, man, that that's just crazy. Yeah, it's A gap and B gap become one. Yeah. And it just becomes an ab, ab gap. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you know? got abs as big as we do, that's a wide area. <laughs> that is a wide area. And, and that's the other thing. I think, like you said, it also, it really leaves your, your center unprotected. Imagine leaving Absolutely. your center unprotected against Casey Hampton. And Casey Hampton mm. has a two-way go. I'm sure Jeff Saturday still has probably some PTSD from that. No question, and, and then and then Peyton would, threw his offensive line under the bus. His tackles, I'm like, dude, it wasn't your tackles; it was your guards. Yeah, we're talking about your tackles. Absolutely. I was like, because they're they're trying they're trying to keep the inside integrity, and it's a six foot gap. Yeah. that they're trying to cover. It's ridiculous. And th- yeah, I'm like, so so yeah, so that's why we tried to eliminate that at least on one side, so that we could at least have a little bit of a wall. So Ben, if he needed to slide. You know what I'm saying? To one side, at least he knew he could slide left um, to be able to have a little bit of space if if they didn't work it out on the right side. So, I mean, it was just one of those things you just – but that's the nuance of playing with the line for right. a long time, right? When you've got guys that have been in a room together, you can kind of do those things and create your own nuance and let the quarterback worry about looking downfield because all that stuff in the front seven, that's us. That's the offensive line's job. we got to make it as easy as possible for our for our quarterback. And if he sees the hot – he sees the hot. Throw the right. hot, right? But if you don't, I want to give you that extra second to get back to your next read. You know what was interesting about that game, too, was one of the great things that you guys did defensively was every time – I forgot the receiver. Uh, who was the, the back? Um, uh, you talking about Edron James? I, I think it was Edron James. Yeah. You would hit him, redirect him, every time he went out for a pass. Uh, yes. Troy would come up and, and, and blast. And who's the other uh, – the great receiver? Um Reggie oh, Wayne. Re- yeah, Reggie Wayne. Or Marvin Wayne. Harrison. Mar- well, Marvin both Harrison of them. or they were both, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pick, both of those your, guys. Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The redirecting that you guys would do on those guys when they released, uh, it was terrific because there was a timing route that, that, that Peyton was always going to on a crossing route. And when you redirected them and just blasted those guys, they couldn't get where Peyton normally would have them. And the pressure would get to him before he could unload that ball on a crossing route. Yeah, and the other great thing about that, because you had Deshae and Ike on the edges, right? Right. And then you had C. Hope playing center field because Troy was being Troy. So C. Hope had a great feel for what Troy would do. Yes. And he understood the schematics. So he knew how to drop in those holes. And that was the other thing that made R.C. so good, right? Because that's the other thing. For well, that Troy is to ability Troy, to remove people from their senses when he hit them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yes, he he was the eraser. You yeah. know, yes, he was the great eraser. Uh, when in doubt, 
scrub out. Uh, that's what <laughs> he was that's one what of those RC guys, did. like Men in Black. Okay, look at the the, the little light here and everything you, you've just experienced yeah. over the last three minutes. It, it, you're going to blank out on. Yep, exactly. Just stare at the two five. Just stare at the two five. <laughs> everything will be all right. Everything will be when all right you, after when, that. when you come back too. <laughs> You might be on a stretcher, but don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. Everything happened how it was supposed to. But but that's what also made it so great. You, because, you know, for as offensively normal we were, mm-hmm. our defense was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. And and on that t- and, and they all had they, they all had a system with each other. You know, Potsy was directed traffic, Footy knew what to do, and you just had some great guys. I mean, also, Kimo Von Olhoffen. Kimo oh, yeah. was by far had the strongest old man strength I'd ever experienced yeah. in my life. Yeah. I mean, Kimo with that bull hump where he would club you with his right arm and yep. then swim you with his left. Uh, there, there, there's, there's, there's no answer for that. The answer is either duck and let him go by or get clubbed into your guard, which then creates a domino effect for the rest of your that whole side of the line. The only thing you can do is if you can time the punch to catch that before, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a stop it. That's your but only chance. But your forearm chance. is going to hurt so yeah. bad because you're, you're, you're meeting him with full force and you're trying to, trying to essentially stop. Because that's the only way you block it is with that forearm to catch, try and hopefully catch his forearm or you catch the bend in the elbow, right? That's what you're aiming for. But problem is, you don't feel your fingers for the next two plays once you successfully <laughs> oh, stop what's it. Oh, what's that? Who's, who needs As fingers? You know? Who needs hands? <laughs> who needs hands at offensive line, right? Go back to the old 1950s, right? The elbows. That's right, you know? <laughs> Put those hands by your chest. Be a, be a heavy bag on two feet, you know, for the defensive lineman to, to pass rush on. I mean, why exactly. not? Exactly. Why not? All right. The number is 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation. One of the things I got to talk about, Max, and, I, and I'm just I'm waiting to hear every hearing anything from the Elias Sports Bureau, because in my mind, I'm telling you what I just believe T.J. Watt, you deserve that record. That record is yours. That that fumbled bumbled snap when Bradley Bozeman bounced it off his big old butt. All right, and that thing rolled back to Tyler Huntley. And you had five offensive linemen set up and pass pro. You had empty set. All the receivers going downfield. Don't tell me that wasn't a pass. And that thing there, he, you know what? So what if you you fumble it? It's behind the line of scrimmage. That was no running play. I'm telling you what, TJ deserves the sack record. No, he deserves the sack record along with the hardware that comes with taking the sack record, which is defensive player of the year. Right. Uh, and I know we got to wait till NFL honors for that out in L.A. at the YouTube Theater. Oh, dear. But, uh, Where's the YouTube yeah, Theater? Is it? Is it, is it is it really like in, shaped in a tube? No, it's not. We passed it walking into the stadium, Wolf. Oh, did we? At SoFi, yes, we did. How about we that? that out. It was in that courtyard. Remember yeah. at SoFi when we when we oh, walked in? That's it was right. to the left. Yeah, that's remember that's they said, right. You that's said, where they're doing yeah. the NFL honors. Yeah. Okay, you pointed that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't yes. shaped in a tube. So I can answer that myself. Like now, now it is at the point of the triangle on that canopy thing. Uh, it's in the triangular poish portion, the single one. Uh, that's all I know. That's all I know. I've not seen the inside of the tube that you and I saw. That's right. Uh, I like it. Uh, that works. I got to it. I got that to works. it. It's tube you, but, you know, we, we got it. <laughs> 
tubular, man. All right, so, so so give me your opinion. Do you not think that that TJ deserves the record? Do you not think? I thought that I, that, I think he does. I don't. I think he does. Aborted snap, nothing. Aborted snap is it doesn't come off the no. ground. You know, was it a play that counted? And was what was he not the quarterback that had to then reassume the ball? Yeah. And it was a pass. Nobody was nobody was running downfield in the offensive line. Receivers right. were running routes. They weren't blocking downfield. It was a pass play. Hence, sack, not tackle for loss. Exactly so. I It frustrates me just because when I go back and I think about Brett Favre rolling out to Michael Stray inside, <clears throat> sliding in front of him. Well, wait a minute now. Isn't that a run? Wasn't that yeah, a run? A ru- right, and, if you and, slide. Yeah. Yeah. That's a run, and it, it was in the backfield. I'm sitting there going, well, wait a minute. If he slides like a baseball you know, player into second base at the feet of a defensive line, to me that's a run. You know, He was not setting up for pass. He was not looking on a sprint right pick or whatever. He was just running right at Strahan. Come on, do the right thing. Give T.J. Watt the record. Exactly, and that, wasn't inten- that one was intentional to give him the record. Oh, yeah. This was not intentional. Tyler Huntley did not want to give T.J. Watt a sack on him. Neither did, he did Pat not want McCurry. that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tackle. The Pat McCarry definitely did. I mean, his poor hand. I mean, you know, was felt like mincemeat by the end of the game. And he had, oh, he had ain't to that come the out. truth? The only one so, that took a worse beating was Storm Norton from the Chargers that night from Max Crosby. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, oh man. Hey, would you have liked to have been in that situation? No. Max Crosby no. owned him. No, I don't know. You don't want that. That's that's a nightmare of a night, let me tell you. Owned I mean, is not even the lead, word for it. There's yeah, there's something the more. the league at quarterback hits. Nobody wanted to see Max Crosby. <laughs> Nobody wanted to see the, tat, the tatted up DN coming and just absolutely embarrassing you in front of your parents. You know, they, you know his parents flew to that game. In Vegas, like, hey, we can make a weekend out of it. We can see our son. <laughs> you know, he's playing in a game. They could be in the playoffs. And then halfway through the third quarter, you're like, ugh. Mom's so, going, uh, I can't watch. Exactly. Mom's like, I can't watch. Alone. Dad's like, uh, I-, I could get to the craps table in exactly eight <laughs> minutes from here right now. Just It's a short walk across the bridge. The Delano's the closest casino. He's thinking about everything else. There's, Hey, the, if we leave in time, we can still hit the dinner buffet. Uh <laughs> All right. I love my son. He doesn't want to talk after this. I already know that. There's no hugs. There's no hugs. All right. 24-hour rule. The Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And it's not just Wolf and Starks, it's the ninjas. And yes, you are in the locker room where Steelers Nation comes together. And Steelers playoffs are presented by FedEx and Ford. Max, you know, looking at this Chiefs, uh, this matchup, I'm excited to started watching the tape this morning, got into it a little bit. Um, I'm I just I'm a believer that you can overcome. I remember when we lost to uh, what was it? I think it was the Cleveland Browns back in '89. It was either the Browns or Bengals. We lost what well, horribly so, 51 to nothing. But it was four weeks later we went to Cleveland. That's who it was, and we beat them in their house. Just a mere four weeks later. Look, you can have everything go wrong, but you still have people in the right place 
who, if they make the plays at the appropriate time, they can turn things around. And again, I started a lot of this back in the beginning talking about what if. What if you get that interception in the end zone? Akella Witherspoon is able to complete that play and not have a call back because of penalty. Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. And, and that, that's the beauty of football. You hate to use cliches, but any given Sunday, right? Cliches is what play, we do, buddy. <laughs> that is true. We are full of cliches and touches. Um, but I think I think that that's 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 just you know kind of the way the game is because I think of the um, the the uh, the block uh, what was it the block putt um, in Green Bay right. with Joe Hayden right right the kick I mean, the kick so there's so many different moments where you can literally turn the tides and you can turn what is essentially the sound of a jet taking off into hearing a, a mouse pee on cotton. You can have that happen with the instance of one play turning in your favor, right? allowing you to change the entire mindset from attacking and being aggressive and moving forward to backing up and trying to get in a corner and play rope-a-dope. You know, that's kind of what we're doing. And so that boxing match that goes into a four-quarter battle, you're always trying to change the advantage point, right? You're trying to change the theory. I don't want Kansas City controlling the middle of the ring, right? I need to control the middle of the ring and create the rope-a-dope on them to where – because when you put pressure on Pat Mahomes, that's when Pat Mahomes starts to make his errors, when he becomes not as indomitable or as indestructible is when Pat is worried and rushing his throws. But when you let him sit back there and throw darts, that's when you get pro- that's when you get problematic. When they control the middle of the ring, and they trust me, they have some great, they have excellent pieces. I mean, we're also forgetting that this time around they will have Travis Kelsey available to them, on top of having Tyreek Hill. You know, well, and, well and, Tyreek. Now remember, he hurt his heel in warmups last week. He only played sixteen percent of the plays. I think he had one catch. We got to remember that, but. Yeah, you're talk- Travis yeah. Kelsey's back, and he 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 wasn't there last time, and that could be a problem, yeah. and that could be an issue. And how are you controlling Ky- Clyde Edwards Elaire, who will be back, right? Because it was Darren Williams last time. Yes. So, you know, there are some more pieces for him to play with. But I I digress, and I say, listen, how you pressure Pat Mahomes and how you attack these receivers is going to matter. You know, are you making Minka a blanket for Kelsey? Is he going to have a is he going to have a Minka coat on? You know, oh, outstanding! Uh, oh, uh, just uh, you yeah. no lower. You totally redeem yourself. Redeem yourself exactly. Oh, yes, Swan Swan. Ah, Samsonite. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but. But I think I think that that's what you have. There's a designation about how you treat Kelsey, um, because he controls the hashes, and he's one of those guys that if you forget about him, he will make you pay. He'll make you not forget about him. And then you know Tyreek, the underneath crossing stuff to make sure that if you're in zone, you know how are guys communicating the 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 the, the, the trade off. And also remember this: we didn't have. Did we have Joe Hayden? We don't think we had Joe Hayden. We did not have Joe Hayden. I don't believe. So Joe is now back. 
So now that helps bolster our secondary. Now right. we can get more creative. You know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, I worry about Arthur Millette. We'll see how he's doing. Right. Um, because Arthur, Arthur took some big hits in that Baltimore game. Um, but he also and, made a big play in KC. If you remember, he had that stop on the two-yard line when he shot the gap, came down. Yeah, this Mullet character, so, man, he's been he's been playing some good ball of late. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, so there's ways where you can get to them. There's ways you can affect them, and that's where you know I wonder, you know, you know, what can happen. We're we're coming at full strength. They're coming at full strength. Let's see what happens in that process. Can we affect him enough in that procedure? So I feel good about it. It's not as, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's a blowout. No, this is a very close game. And like you said, a couple of things here and there. We don't throw a flea flicker that gives them the short field. We get that interception and gives us a short field. There's things that can happen in that game that were errors. And if we clean them up and make it more clean – I think this could be something that can be that game. The reason why they picked it for Sunday night is because they knew this game wasn't going to be – they don't want to have a blowout on primetime television. You think NBC said, ah, uh, let me pick the blowout. No, they didn't do that. They looked at what was best, and they could have – because they could have picked that Bengals game. Right. right? They could have picked Bengals. They could have also picked um, the Tampa Bay Bucks game, but they didn't. They have us. And there's a reason why that game is on Sunday night, just like the Cardinals-Rams is on Monday night. The primetime games are the big games where they anticipate these games being big and close. So I really like um, our chances, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not counting us out, and that's not Homer in me, but I've also seen 21 games of this Steelers squad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I think that they do still have something left in the bag that can be pulled out. And I do believe one of those things that they got in the bag that can be pulled out is the fact that we 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 went with more multiple tight ends. All right, this last game, okay, against Baltimore, you had uh, ten catches for ninety-two yards by both the Muth and the six-twelve. Okay, so yeah. that tight end combination, you can see that it's growing. I mean, I think the targets were a total of about fourteen, fifteen between the two of maybe sixteen. Um, targets to both tight ends total. So you can see that they're starting to build some sort of, you know, design of getting the tight ends more involved. And, and Zach Gentry, again, is a great complement at the 6'8 height and, and width and everything else to Fryermuth because, again, I believe that you can run a lot of those combination routes where one guy's the seam, one's crossing, inside, you know, button hook, that sort of thing. There's a lot of multiple stuff you can do, plus the fact that you could actually split Friar Muth out and do some damage with him as well. You can control the proverbial paint that's on the football field, which is the hashes. Right. With with those two big guys acting like power forwards and centers in the middle because your guys aren't tall enough. A defensive end is tall enough, but he's not fast enough. Right. A linebacker and a safety is fast enough, but they're not tall enough. And so you get these natural mismatches that you can exploit. And you also, your margin of error is that much greater because of their catch radius. Right. So I love what they're creating and what they're trying to do because I think that that is one of the things. What has hurt the Kansas City Chiefs? Tight ends. Tight, tight ends oh. hurt, 
hurt hurt this team more than anybody else. I was going to say tight ends have good games. I was going to say early on it was Mahomes throwing interceptions, but yeah. <laughs> the offense still has to score. Wolf, the offense still has to score. You know, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, but but Pat Mahomes on the bench is also another thing that has, yeah, that has helped nice. other teams win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, McFly. Uh, yeah, yeah, McFly, I, 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 anybody, anybody, anybody listening? Anybody? You calling yeah. me yellow? <laughs> what are you, chicken? <laughs> oh, that's not going on this road. Uh-uh. No, no. You ever see the young but guns? I, but, oh, of course. I mean, Emilio Estevez, baby. Yeah, when the guy, Come on. <laughs> when the guy, the guy uh, was under the influence a little bit, and he's jumping around going, do you see the chicken? It's a big chicken. <laughs> I can't yeah. forget oh, that. God. Let's forget it. All right, let's stop. Moving let's, on. Let's stop it. Yeah, stop yeah right moving now. on. I digress. But anywho, tight ends control in the middle of the field because, you know, the other thing that, that goes into this, which you kept calling for it in the game, we never saw it, I was hoping for it, was tight end screens. Yes, yes. Utilizing the middle screens with the tight ends, oh, that man. also plays into what? The hashes, hashes. or the proverbial yes. football paint, yep. middle of the field. Um, you've you've got to be able to exploit that. And I think when you have guys that are six six and six eight that know how body awareness and know how to box out in those situations, that cre- that creates an easy target for Ben. Exactly and so. That's and the a other dependable thing that you're trying to get a dependable check down to go to. Looks uh, just watching that film. The first first thing I'm thinking is I'm watching Mahomes operate. I go, I didn't realize the number of times he just threw checkdowns underneath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, going back to the the number of interceptions he threw early on in the season, the first several games, I think he threw somewhere around nine interceptions um, because I think he was trying to be Pat Mahomes, the playmaker, the big-time playmaker, versus the quarterback that can matriculate down the field to do a Hank Stramism type thing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's about pre- what what the defense presents, taking it. Yeah. Like, I don't have to make the big play. I just need to get the ball four yards per play. Because if I get the ball four yards per play, we're going to stay on the field. And we're, we're going to continue that matriculation. And then once you start biting on said check down, now my big play comes available. Because now you're worried about all the underneath stuff, and now you can't play as off as you'd like. Mm-hmm. So that's the smart strategy. That's where – the nuance of quarterbacking is. And everybody gets on bit. Why well, didn't throw the check down? Well, that's what they gave him. Right. They gave him the check down. You take it's just what the they guy did you. not the the guy didn't beat the block like he thought he would. So therefore it looks like a bad play. But if he whips that block, now Ben looks like a genius. Mm-hmm. But that's what the pressure is on a quarterback position is to make sure that you're putting your team in the best position to be successful. That's all it is. Well, Max, I want to thank you again, as always, for being here in the locker room with me, my friend. You do a great job. I know that you're in uh, you. sunny Phoenix and enjoying it while I'm in wintry Pittsburgh. But, you know, we yeah. will we will meet again uh, tomorrow, and we'll be right back here with more. And we will converge upon burn ends in Kansas City. <laughs> we will do that. We're gonna get. We're gonna hold Reagan uh, hostage. He's got to buy burn ends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We've seen the credit card, Reagan. We know it's there. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. Steelers Nation. Uh, Steelers playoffs.